Well, good day, everybody. Pastor Tim Carson here, Christian Center Shreveport, doing our daily podcast from Shreveport. We're so glad you're with us. Pray you're having a blessed day today. We're going to build on a prophetic word about the power of moving in obedience to what the Lord tells you to do when he says, get up and move, and the fruits of that action. All right, let's listen in. Good day, everybody. Good to have you with us again today. I hope you're having a great Wednesday, 25th day of January 2025. I'm 25, 23. How about that? We jumped ahead two years there. I'm so glad you're with us. And I know that this is a big season for us all as we progress. It's hard to believe we're past this month on the Gregorian calendar. We're also entering that month, the 11th month on the biblical calendar. We did that yesterday about get up and move. You've been here long enough. So I want to build on that prophetic word of what happens when you move, or I call the power of movement. There is a wonderful revelation about when you get up and move to a new place. Sometimes it's geographically, sometimes it's physically, sometimes it's in the spirit, but you say, I'm not going to stay here anymore and I move forward. And we know that this year is a year of divine recovery, and the Lord's really adding that revelation to us right now. And what movement does really is pull you out of a spirit that you're stuck in. And most of the time when we're stuck in a cycle and we're not moving, it creates a spirit of poverty. And when we say poverty, we're not talking about a lack of money. Poverty is a a mental state. It is a place of not understanding that there is generational wealth, that there's generational prosperity, that you live for the day and you do everything you can to survive the moment, never thinking about the consequences of your actions. That's one thing. And so Israel was stuck at this mountain of Horeb. They were out in the wilderness. They needed to move forward. And I think the Lord asked the questions, how long are you going to stay here? You've got to move. Sometimes there's a safety in staying where you have just enough provision to provide yourself, uh, to have yourself sustain life there at them. They had manna, they had had water from the rock. They had their basic needs met, and yet God had something greater for them. So the power of movement for them was going to create a new realm of the spirit for them. And they don't see that, or we don't see that as a spirit of poverty but it is. It, you're stuck there. You see that when uh, in America we have what we call a welfare system where they just give you enough just to get along. And then they put fear in you and say, if you leave this place, we'll take that away from you. So you stay paralyzed at one position and you never progress. If you got a call in your life to be an entrepreneur, you don't leave because you have this fear. So I think a lack of movement is always tied to fear of the unknown 
stepping out and, and safety first is our model. And I, I struggle with that. I, I grew up under a spirit of poverty that way. I, it's one of the most deadly strongholds that Satan uses to keep us in bondage. Everyone has to fight against us to overcome this enemy in order to walk in the purposes which we have been called. And it's one of the, I say, one of the most successful weapons against us, what the enemy uses. By, and if we overcome it, we're going to gain a place of spiritual authority from which we can be used to meet some of the world's most pressing needs in the kingdom. Uh, we can help so many other people. Wherever the stronghold is overthrown, it's like throwing down darkness and you're removing the, 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 the lack and the struggle that people go through and through. And then all of a sudden it's a, it's a new season. It's like the spring has come. You're out of the winter season you're into a spring season. So when we think of poverty, we always think of money and economics, but that's, that, that may not or may or may not have something to do with it. I think Rick Joyner defines the spirit of poverty as this. It's a stronghold established for the purpose of keeping us from walking in the fullness of the victory gained for us at the cross or the blessings of our inheritance in Christ. And that's what God told Moses when he told him to get out of that place by the mountain where it was a safety place is that they had an inheritance through Christ and prophetically, if you want to say at that time, uh, but they had an inheritance that God had promised their forefathers and they had to get up and move. So a spirit of poverty was locking them in. Their faith was in manna and in water from the rock. That's it. That's where their faith was, but that's immaturity. God had something greater. He wanted a land for them to walk in, which was full of milk and honey abundance uh, that the nations of the world would come to them, that they would provide for the nations. And I think when I think of Israel today and the technology and the wealth and everything that they have, that little tiny country uh, provides so many things around the world that nobody else provides. Uh, and they are in that land of promise. What if they would have stayed at Horeb, at the mountain? They had to get up and move. I'm speaking to you today. This is the 11th month. It's time to move. 11 is one of the meanings as a, as a month of transition. It's time to transition out of the safe place, take some risk, God-ordained, God-directed risk, and watch God provide for you in your promise that you ha- that God has for you. And we can relate this to everything from a quality of a marriage to the anointing we have for ministry as well as other resources for what we we have need of or we're called to look i really want you to to catch this because i realized like for me without uh you know provision for abundance for my destiny my purpose of my call i had a spirit of poverty i couldn't get where i was supposed to be i couldn't do what i was supposed to do i couldn't build what i was supposed to build because of that spirit so the goal of the spirit of poverty is not just to keep things from us but to keep us from the will of God. And to do this, Satan may even give you riches, but your lives will nevertheless be just as empty and empty and full of worries as if you were destitute. And I've seen this in wealthy people. I remember when I was in the medical field, I had a patient, a multimillionaire, um, just extremely wealthy. And every tax year, time of tax season, he would start panicking. His blood pressure went high 
Uh, we were always having to calm him down and all. And I, I said, what, what, what's wrong? And I asked the gentleman, he said, they're going to take me for everything. They're going to take all my money, you know, and every, and he had the best CPAs and the best accountants to make sure that that didn't happen. But a spirit of poverty, even though he was wealthy, he lived in that sense, never overbought, lived, you know, small home, uh, did never buy hardly anything new. And so a, 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 a millionaire can have a spirit of poverty upon him. So one of the steps we take to defeating this darkness is to understand them. And we need to apply what God has said to us in relationship to that. Satan is called what? The prince of darkness. Because why? Darkness is his domain. Uh, I was reading about the plagues of Pharaoh. And one of the plagues of Pharaoh was that when the darkness came, they said you could actually feel the darkness. So it has a presence. It has a being in a sense. Because why? Satan is in it. He is in the darkness. And that's his strategy is to keep us from seeing the light of, of what God has said about our provision. So whenever the light of understanding shines on something, his authority over it is broken. So when we have this light, and I'm, uh, hopefully I'm projecting it to you today through this prophetic word, is that your movement, the power that comes from movement, will break the spirit of darkness and will release breakthrough for you to go into the provision, the inheritance that God has for you. Satan can only rule where there is darkness. Don't forget that. Another area he can rule in is ignorance to the word of God. Truth is always breaks the power of darkness. You know, when I was in Germany, we prophesied this. Well, we warned, I guess a better way. We had some prophetic to it, but we see the spirit of control is over Germany. That's the number one principality we saw while I was there. And the Lord spoke to me, he said, truth will break that spirit. Because why? When you know the truth, the truth sets you free, right? So that's why we say that. John 8, 32. Uh, we declare that, I should say. But Jesus and the church are called to be what? The light of the world. 8, 12. John 8, 12. So Jesus came to destroy what? The works of the devil, 1 John 3, 8. And he did this by shining light into the darkness. When we walk in the light like he did, we will destroy the enemy's works. So the fact that we're stuck in safety place and not walking in our inheritance is because the darkness has overwhelmed our minds to a certain degree and we can't see the truth. We can't see the future. We think our, our security is where we are. And in this season of divine recovery, you need to go get your stuff. And that means taking steps of faith. But you know, I, I, don't, I know that scares people because you, you start thinking about taking drastic steps. Steps of faith is obedience to what he tells you to do. God sells, sells, sells this car, give this car away, whatever. Well, he's not doing that so you won't have a car. He's doing that to release a blessing to someone else, number one. And number two, because he's got something greater for you. I remember the first car I sold, and uh, I, I felt led to give it away. And then God provided another vehicle, much better than the one I gave away. That's how good God can be. So the Lord's given us this divinely powerful weapons that we have right now from the Lord that can destroy strongholds. And what are strongholds? 
They're maintained by what the scriptures call principalities. And those principalities need to be cast down, cast out, whatever. So we wrestle against these principalities. Wrestling is the closest form of warfare that you can have. Uh, it's one that we seek to displace a foe. We, we, we try to have leverage over our enemy. That's what wrestling does. And we're in a moment right now, the movement is to wrestle against this principality and say, no, I'm not staying where I am. I'm moving forward. This is the month of Shavuot. This is the month of movement. This is the month where I'm leaving the safety place and I'm moving into a place of promise, of inheritance. If you want that, somebody say amen. Okay, I heard a couple of you in the spirit. <laughs> but we walk in the light, right? Why? Because it exposes the lies. It exposes the principalities. Truth spoken with the anointing. What God is saying is probably the most powerful weapon there is. And we, you and I, have been entrusted with this weapon. It's not given to the world. It's given to us. So our goal, our being free from this spirit of poverty, is not just so we can have things that we need or want, but so that we do the will of God without a hindrance from either the, the natural realm or the spiritual realm. So that poverty doesn't attack us. You know, the economy that's crashing around the world doesn't affect us. That's one thing that what happens in a inflationary recession time is people begin to draw back. Okay, they, they hold their money, which I understand economically why that works. But the fact is the economy needs money to generate energy. So actually spending sometimes... <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm not talking about getting debt, but spending can break that recession. It can break the very thing, the inflation area that we're in. Well, the natural thing is to hoard because you're thinking, I got to save it because uh, it's getting so bad. I need to keep a safe, you know, pocket of money for myself. So when the world witnesses this freedom and we'll start having the answers to life, which they need, and we have the answers and so your movement, the power of your movement right now is a demonstration to others. Look at that person moving in the midst when everybody else is shrinking back. The just shall live by faith, right? Those who shrink back, the Lord says his soul will find no pleasure in. So we are not going to shrink back in this season. Make an agreement with me that you're going to move and the power of your movement is going to move mountains, it's going to move obstacles, and you're going to move into a season of divine recovery. Time to get back what we lost. Whatever inheritance we've lost, we get it back. So let me pray for you today. Father, I pray for everybody listening today that your hand would be upon them. Well, Lord, we just ask you to give us this weapon of truth and light. And we say, God, the truth be in our mouth. And speak to this spirit and say, no, that is not our portion. Our portion is inheritance and being grafted in to Abraham through Christ Jesus to receive all the promises. Yes and amen. Well, God, I just speak that over everybody today. And they walk in this and give them strength to move and experience the power of movement. Well, thanks again for listening each and every day. Please share these podcasts with your friends. I think we want to grow this audience so that the prophetic word that God's given us can spread.
across the earth. We've been warning you, uh, we've been talking to you every day about the trip to Israel. Don't forget that. If you're interested in going on our trip, contact us at our church, Christian Center Shreveport. You can contact us at info at ChristianCenterShreveport.com. We'll be leaving in May and heading to Europe first, Poland and Amsterdam, and then Israel. So check it out. 